You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. To help spread the gospel of Jesus, make sure to give us a five-star rating, like, and share this podcast so that it can get out to more people. The title of the message tonight is Call to Battle. I believe the Lord has laid it on my heart, and uh, we're going to dive right in. John 15 and 16, it says, You've not chosen me, but I've chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit that your fruit should remain that whatsoever you shall ask of the father in my name he may give it to you Jesus lives Jesus teaches Jesus heals Jesus calls he took our sins so that we could become God's righteousness meaning that we walk a right life he still teaches us today through the scriptures the holy word of God through the bible what is right and what is wrong. So I want to talk a little bit tonight about the call for battle, but God cleans us up in a way that's from the inside out. But whenever our military is called, whenever they're drafted or something of that nature, they get cleaned from the outside before they get trained inside. And the first thing that happens during their draft or, or, or whatever they get called or whether they sign up, they come in usually looking a little bit out of sorts and out of nature. When God called us, we were out of sorts and out of nature. Amen. This is my son, Trevor, and I'm very thankful that he is willing to help me tonight. Amen. Go ahead, big guy. Have a seat. He, he really wants to just kill me, though, okay, to be honest with you. So, so you know, the first thing that takes place is, even though I won't completely shave him bald, but, I mean, one of the first things that takes place is, is they come in and they just, start, they just start cutting away the hair. And, and, and they don't leave this much hair. They go bald like Kenny. Uh, my brother, Vern Fraze, whenever he signed up for the military, he had this great big afro, and I didn't even know it was him whenever we saw wedding pictures. He had this big afro, and it never grew back whenever he got it cut. And the next thing, you know, you may come in looking like, looking like uh, the Duck family who? But the next thing is they, they, they shave him clean, right? Well, God wants to shave us clean from the junk that we carry, from the junk that we have upon us. Amen? And I'm going to talk a little bit about the military. Thank you. you can go to give Trevor a hand clap of praise. He was so embarrassed and so annoyed with me. We're going to show you a video. But, but the military, they call you and they train you. And Trey's going to work on getting a video up there for us. Listen, they, they come in and they, they, they meet that barber and that barber doesn't treat them uh, any kind. He, he just probably says, hey, Goldilocks, you ready to get that cut off? Hey, did you try to look like Troy Palomula all of your life? And he trims it off. And he kind of looked like Tori sitting there from the back tonight. <laughs> Searching for meaning in a relentless world. Always connected, but somehow alone. Trapped by illusion. We offer another path where the battle to belong begins. Awakened by a calling. Defined by the cause you fight.
take away. You are in this room. What it means to be among the few, the proud, the Marines. Hoorah. If we got any veterans in the house, I applaud you. They come in and they meet a drill sergeant. And if you saw in the picture, they're going through night training. And that drill sergeant is there. And, and he is, he's screaming at them. He's trying to encourage them. Randy, I'm sure that you know, he was trying to give you wisdom and knowledge and understanding of what it meant, what it took to survive, what it took to prevail in, battery, in, in battle. He, he, he manipulated you in words and, and made you do dumb things that you probably never, ever thought you would do in life. But he did it in hopes of bringing them home. Amen. The new recruits, they learned, to, they learned to fear their drill sergeant. Why? Because he wants to, he wants to give them wisdom. He wants, they, they've been in places that these new recruits, these privates, had never been. Jesus has been in places that we've never been. And then through the word of God, he wants to give his wisdom. He wants to give his power. That, that drill sergeant is trying to get, encourage them that they're going to walk with power, that they're going to walk with authority for the nation of the United States of America. Amen. Maybe they can't see it, but there's power in those men. In Proverbs 9 and 10, he says, but the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the holy is understanding. The knowledge of holy is understanding. The Holy Bible, the word. Unlike those soldiers, most of us today, we don't have a drill sergeant. We can't see Jesus. Uh, we live by grace. We don't live by the law anymore, but we can't see Jesus whenever we get out of line. He, unless we're really walking close to God, we don't feel that connection. And that's what's going on with the Christians today. Too many times we're not walking as close to fear the Lord. We, we don't even have reverence for God anymore. God called us. He called us to be the glory he called us for his glory on this earth for a purpose. I saw a moon on Saturday morning and half of that moon was bright reflecting the sun. The other half of that moon was just in total darkness. You couldn't even see it. It was just half a moon. That's much of the Christians today. Half of us are reflecting Jesus. Even half, half of our own self is reflecting Jesus while we're still trying to walk in darkness, while we're trying to teeter that fence. I know that we all fall short of the glory of God. But we can't be in compliance with the world. We can't be in compliance with sin and that sin nature. Some of us live half in and half out. Some of us say, God hasn't done anything for me. Some say, God isn't moving for me. Well, that's garbage. Because Jesus paid it all. He paid your whole debt, my debt, free on the cross so that we could have life and life more abundantly here on earth. So check yourself whenever you're saying, God's not done anything for me. Check yourself whenever you say, God hasn't, God's not moving in my favor. Check your life and see how you're living. See what you're doing to see if God is moving for you or if you're moving for God. Amen? Listen, what he did for the apostles, he can do for you and me. He said, follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. Leave everything behind. They never asked for anything that I read. They had it all. God supplied all their needs according to his glorious power. Even their life at home. I don't hear that they went back and, oh, here, honey, have this, have this. I, I see that the disciples were fed, that they were taken care of, that their family was fed because they were called by God to go out and make fishers, make men, fishers of men. 
Galatians 5, 19 through 21 in the NIV, it says, the acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Man, this is, this is scripture. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish, ambition, dissension, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. And he says, I warn you, it's Paul talking to Galatians, I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. That message still flows today. I know that the, I know that the whole body of Christ is here today, are, are faithful, but it's still, some of us are walking in, in different paths that, that God is still working on us, and we have to acknowledge those things. Look, I underlined fits of rage. There's times where, where Tory girl stirs me up so mad, and I'm just, oh, I just want to, I got a problem. Sometimes I'm selfish. I just want to sit down and relax and not do some of the things that, that Cindy or, or the kids want to do. I'm just tired. Sometimes I'm just selfish. I'm being honest. I got things still inside of me, but I, I feel convicted whenever I mess up with that fit of rage. Man, I got to go back and say, I'm sorry that I yelled at you, Tori. I love you so much. And I do it really in a sincere manner because I don't want her to be hurt by my words. I don't want Trevor or Cindy ever to be hurt by my words. I'm admitting my faults because I have some. I'm selfish at times. I have those things. Listen, I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's scary. There should be fear, fear of the Lord. There should be a desire to, hold, to know his holiness and, and to walk in his word and in his truths and in his light, that he would continue to change us as those drill sergeants continue to train those new recruits day in and day out. They, they go from conditioning, they go to a gun range, they go to hand-to-hand -to -hand combat, they go, they go into, into fighting underwater so they can learn how to protect themselves. God is wanting to change us so that we can protect ourselves against the adversary and against these sins if we'll allow him to do so. God drew us out of darkness to be the light in this world. We have to surrender ourselves. We have to trust God to change us so we can make it home to heaven. You know, platoons, they work together. They know the dangers. They've been told, even, even if they're flying into a battle zone, there, there's a sergeant, there's somebody that's there. The commander is telling them, warning them of the dangers that they're going to fly into, that they're going to parachute down into. There's a target that they have to hit. We got a, we got a target that we have to hit, and that is to try to stay sin-free as much as possible. Amen? They're warned of their surroundings. They know what it takes to get home. Listen, there's power running through those troops. There's power in their blood. There's power in their blood to pull a trigger and take a life. There's power in their blood to run over into the battlefield and grab the wounded and pick them up and bring them home. There's power in the blood of Jesus. Whenever he died on a cross, there was power that changed our life. He shot Satan right in the head and he said, I have come for him. I've come for her. I've come for him. There's power in the blood of Jesus, amen? And he's come to take us. He come whenever you're wounded and you're down in the battlefield. He's come to pick you up and drag you back to safety because you've called on his name. You called in the midnight hour and you said, Jesus, I need you, amen? Glory to God. Listen, we've been called to battle. Whether you wanna be in battle or not, but as Christians, we must live a different life than the world, amen? We've been called to battle because being different is a battle. 
You're going to struggle at times because there's things that you used to do that, that sometimes you, you feel gripped to go do again, but you're in a battle. You, you don't want that sin anymore in your life. Ephesians 6, verse 10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord, in the power of his might. Be strong in the Lord, and in the power of his might. You must have faith to believe in the word of God, and you've got to have faith to apply it to your life. I say every day, if I could just change one person. Listen, I was radically changed. Whenever I knelt down at an altar and I gave myself to God, my life changed from that day forward. I believed in Christ Jesus. I believed in God. I went straight to the pastor. I said, I don't understand tithing. Can you help me understand it? He taught me how to tithe. We've been tithing ever since. There was times that, that we sat in a pew and we argued over how much money we would give because the Lord tipped into my heart and, and I'd say, Cindy, we need to give an extra 50. Cindy, we need to give an extra hundred and she said we don't have that but he was working on me growing me to trust him in, in my finances to do the things that he told me to do he, he he told me to take a job that gave me a twenty thousand dollar pay cut but I took it and I never went without food I never begged for food the only thing that bill that I left behind was, was a cell phone bill and that wasn't necessary we had a home line God be strong in the Lord. How you get strong in the Lord? You got to want the Lord. You got a desire to have God first in your life. Those, those, those men, they, they desired to be obedient to the sergeant so that their life would be spared in battle and that they could come home to their wife and their children, their mom and their dad because they wanted to live. Jesus wants us to live. He wants us to live in this world radically. Change for the difference for his glory so that we can be, bring glory to him in the name of Jesus. Amen. 2 Corinthians 13 and 4. For though he was crucified through weakness, yet he liveth by the power of God. His weakness was the strength of God. His weakness was the strength of God to save us from captivity, to save us from sin. His weakness broke us out of the chains of bondage, out of the hell that we lived in, from the grips of the adversary. And now we walk in truth and righteousness. But it says even further, for we also are weak in him. But we shall live with him. Live with who? Jesus. Why? Because we're seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. We shall live with him by the power of God towards you. Look at your neighbor and say, I live by the power of God for you and towards you. Amen? Do you believe that? It's not just words that we're saying. Man, that, that I am poster that I read every day, I'm, I'm saved. I'm redeemed from sin, sickness, and poverty. I, 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 I'm, I'm called to be the voice of his praise. I am called. You're called to be something different in this world today for God Almighty. Amen. Listen, you're seen as righteous men and women. You're called by him, by the power of God. Seen as a righteous man or a righteous woman. Why? Because a fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman availeth much. Why? Because the power of God is working in you. Amen? Amen. The power of his might, the word of God. Faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God, but faith grows by being a doer. When you tithe, you'll see the fruit of it. When you give unto others, you'll see the fruit of it. The same good measure will be returned to you. Try it. We heard it this morning. Try me. Prove me and see. Just try God and see what happens. Listen, when you work, you'll see the fruit of it. Why? Because it tells me in the word of God, you will eat the fruit of your labor and be blessed. And as you can tell, I ain't starving, baby. I looking good because I'm eating good because the Lord has blessed me and he's kept me. Amen? Amen. 
<laughs> I just had to throw that in there for a little laughter. Sorry. <laughs> Woo. Listen. Be strong in the Lord. Follow his commandments. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not have any other God before me. Thou shalt love God with all thy heart, mind, soul, and strength. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Follow the commands of God. Stay away from sin. Use the word to combat temptations. Stay strong in the Lord. Ephesians 6, 11 through 18. Put on the whole armor of God that we may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Think about that. Put on the whole armor of God. Whenever I was reading over that today, all I could think about was David. He put on the armor, saw clang, 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 dragging this big old sword. He couldn't even, he couldn't even tend to the battle. He said, he said, this ain't for me. He gave it back to him. He said, I'm dressed in the power of God. The Lord of hosts will fight for me. The Lord of hosts will go before me. He went down to the brook and he picked five, five stones and he said, whoo, which one's a lucky one today? Not really because he doesn't believe in luck. He believes in the favor of God, right? He's twisted that thing around, spoosh, and killed a giant. Why? Because he dressed in the armor of God. Whatever you're going through, you need to dress in the armor of God. Allow him to fight your battles. Because the battle doesn't belong to you, the word of God tells me. The battle belongs to the Lord. Who is this king of glory? Who's strong and mighty and mighty in battle? That's who our God is. That's who our king is. Amen? We're to put on the whole armor of God. Putting on the power of God. Jesus said in Luke 4 and 18, the power of God. He was filled with the Holy Ghost. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Meaning he was filled with power. Jesus said in Acts 1 and 8, Amen, fire. But you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Listen, we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. We are God's workmanship, just as that recruit is the workmanship of that drill sergeant. We are God's workmanship. That drill sergeant is doing everything possible to train him right. God wants to do everything he can if we'll surrender our heart wholeheartedly and just ask him to fill it with wisdom and knowledge. Rick White tells me, I pray every day, Aaron. Lord, give me knowledge. Give me knowledge. Look at him. He's got all kinds of knowledge. Have you ever talked to Rick White? He's just filled with it. He asks for it every day. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. Think about that. Soak it in. Unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. We're ordained to walk in good works. That helps us sustain the attack. God is our rock. He's our fortress. He's our protector. He's our word. You know, in, in school you used to hear sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That was a lie. Those words stung worse than any, any stone or stick that you could have thrown at me. In, in, the gar, or in the desert place, what did Jesus use to defeat the adversary? He used the word of God. I shall not live on bread alone, but by every word of God. Huh? What are we living by? Are we living by the word of God? Verse 12 says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. The devil has schemes 
in ways to deceive us. It tells us in John, John 10, 10 that he comes as a thief waiting to kill, steal, and destroy us. The devil wants to trap us, enslave us to sin, to ruin us. It's war, but it's not against flesh and blood, even though at times it may seem like that. The devil may put somebody in your path, and sometimes it's my daughter that flares up my stupidness. But I've had a boss or two that, that, that I was against because he was against me, but it wasn't my battle. I had to turn it over to God and his heart got softened to my ideas and to the things that I wanted to do. And then it worked out for my good and for my favor because I knew what I was doing. We got to allow God to do what he wants to do in our lives. Listen, it's our own wondering thoughts. Brother Randy said, keep your head. Don't stumble or fall by your own wondering thoughts. Allow God to do what he wants to do. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand in the evil day and having done all to stand. To stand, to be ready. Stand therefore, having your loins gird against with truth, with about with truth and having the breastplate of righteousness. Listen, he says stand. In verse 11 he said, able to stand against the wiles of the, of the devil. He said in verse 13, having done all things to stand. He says in verse 14, stand therefore. Think about it, to be ready for battle. You've done been in battle. Those, 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 those military men, they go into battle. Listen, once, once they get done fighting one area, they're still standing, prepared for the next battle, prepared. They're not sitting down going, man, I'm glad that's over. No, they're standing prepared because once you go through one battle, if you're on the battleground, you're about to go through another battle because you're waiting to get to victory. The victory's to the cross, but we still have battles here on earth because the Bible tells us, amen? Listen, when he says stand, you think about it. You stand in toe to toe with somebody you're looking eye to eye. You can see their punches and you counter punch. You do whatever you want to do. If you're Pastor Robert, you're hitting them first. Amen. He says, stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins gird about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Listen, the, the spirit and the word are always going to be in union together, working in union with what God has for us and what God's plans are for our day. Amen. We should be, we should be quoting the words of God. Whenever we fight temptation, we should be using the word of God just as Jesus taught us. In Ecclesiastes 8 and 4, it says where the word of a king is. There is power. Who's your king? Who's your king? Who's your king? Jesus. Who? Jesus. Amen. Woo. Give yourself a hand clap of praise for those that responded. Jesus is your king. What does it say? What does it say? Mighty God. Where the word of a king is, there is power. If your king is Jesus, there is power. You have power in your words if you use them to fight the adversary. Verse 18 says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching there until with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Praying always. Some people say that's hard to do. It's not hard to do. Get, get a song in your heart. Worship. You're praying always. Whenever you got that song going through, I walk down the hallway going, he's good, he's good. 
And they all make fun of me, but that's okay. Because I ain't singing to them, I'm singing to the Lord. And he says, make a joyful noise. She give me singing lessons, maybe I get a little bit better, huh? Maybe not. <laughs> but we have, <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> but we have to sing. We have to pray always. Why? In the spirit. And we're watching there unto with all perseverance and supplications for all saints. Think about that. You're praying for so many different people. Really, you could start in the morning and you could go 24 hours and probably not pray for the same person if you thought about who you're praying for and their needs. The church, your staff, the volunteers that are here, what we're trying to do in this community. I mean, you start praying. You start praying for schools. You start praying for your spouse, your children. You start praying for yourself. I mean, you can go all day. You start singing with those praying and you're just praising God all day long. You're watching for others, though. Soldiers dressed for battle in the, day of the, in the day of the Bible. The girdle kept the armor tight so that they could keep their weapons close to them. The breastplate was protected the front and their back. Their boots also covered not only their feet, but it covered their shins. Protection as somebody would swing the sword low. The helmet was for their head. The shield protected the body from the blows and the cuts if they used it correctly. The sword was designed to destroy the enemy. We're dressed for spiritual battle, though if you can read in that, we fight with truth. We fight with righteousness. We're prepared in season and out of season to spread the gospel, the peace of Jesus, the salvation of Jesus, how he died on a cross, sharing your testimony about what God has done for you. God is wanting to dress us in word, in spirit and in body, his holy word, his holy spirit, and one body in Christ. First Corinthians 12, 1 through 14. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. God is speaking to us. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. You know that you, were, that you were Gentiles carried away under these dumb idols. Man, that's still us today. We get carried away by dumb idols, putting things before God. Man, I stayed up and I watched TV till 11 o'clock. I gave God a two-minute prayer. Father, forgive me of my sins. Bless this night of rest. Be with my children. Bless them, Lord God. I put dumb things before him sometimes. We all do if we admit it. Even here in the Word of God, it says carried away unto these dumb idols, even as you were led. Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaketh by the Spirit of God, of God calls Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Spirit. It was the Holy Spirit that brought you to God. And that's whenever you confessed him and asked him to come into your heart and say, be my Lord and Master. Be my Savior. Redeem me from these things. Now, there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operation, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. When we think about the military, we think about those men. Some are trained with rifles. Some are trained with explosives. Some are trained to drive tanks. Some are trained to, to fly a plane. But all in all, it's working together so that they will prevail over the adversary. Amen? For to one is given 
by the Spirit, the word of wisdom. To another, the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, diver kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and the same self-spirit dividing to every man severally as he will. Listen, whenever you were called by God, he placed a gift in you. I don't know if you believe it or not, but he placed a gift in you. And I'm asking you to, to cry out to God, what is it that you placed inside of me that I can use for the body of Christ? Believe it or not, he put a gift of healing in me. And the first time he asked me to move and pray for somebody, I did not move. My pastor at that time stood up and, and he asked prayer for, for Brendan. He said, Brendan's going to go in and have back surgery in two weeks. And we want to just continue to pray for him and lift him up in prayer. And I felt this unction inside of me that I never felt before. And I did not move. But I went home and I felt like the Lord had whipped me in a way that I didn't understand. I wept and I cried. And I said, just give me another opportunity. I said, I thought it was my own flesh. I thought it was my own self. I don't want to, I don't want to fail you. I want to operate the way that you want me to operate. The following Sunday, I got that chance. And Lord still, he pricked my heart. He said, pray with him. And I moved. And I said, I, I'm supposed to pray with you. I said, this may sound goofy to you, but I'm supposed to pray with you. And I led him to an altar. And there was, there was a brother and a sister, a married couple that came up. And they raised their hands and they prayed. And, and God put me on his backside. And, and, I, and my hand just moved. And, and it, just, it was God's hand. And I don't know what he was doing, but I believe that he was just taking my hand and running over that man's back the way that he wanted to perform operation. The same way that he pulled a rib from Adam. God gave you a gift. Search his heart. Find out what your gift is because it's for the body of Christ. Those that shoot in the, in the military, they got a gift. They got an eye. The sniper has an eye to protect the, those men whenever they're walking in the danger. He's got an eye to see uh, the enemy that's, that's a target that's trying to take them out. He's got an eye. God's got something for you. You may, be, you may be sitting there going, there ain't no way that God can use me in this. Listen, there wasn't no way I thought God could use me in anything. But he does. He wants to move in your life. He wants to work these gifts inside of you. Why? For the body of Christ. Amen? For as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit... Are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond, free, or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit? For the body is not one member, but many. It's the body of Christ that works everything together. It's us here on Sunday nights. It's here on, on, on Sunday mornings. It's, it's us working together Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We're, we're not just called to be children of God on Sundays. We're called to be children of God and the righteousness of God every day of the week, working together, working in unity, praying for one another, fasting for one another, healings, miracles, prophecy. It's for edifying the body of Christ so that we can become more Christ-like, amen? He's given us all a spiritual gift. Some maybe more than others. Listen, the devil's working hard to divide the church. We're warring against each other. Democrats, Republicans, whether to wear a mask. Listen, people are coming back. 
But some are still forsaking the assembly of God. Some are still sitting home. Listen, we, we can't sit at home. We can't have a foot still on the couch at home. We can't have an ear at the ca- on the couch at home because we need this body of Christ to come back full force in unity because God wants to manifest and do something great here inside of this body of Christ. And it's going to roll over into the communities, into the school. Just wait and see. God's got something, but we need everybody. Full force. I'm sure when, whenever those sergeants had a tent hut, officer on deck, they shaped up. Listen, we got to act like Jesus is with us all the time. A tent hut, get in, get in the proper stance and wait for him to move us. Just wait on God. Don't go before him. Don't go ahead of him because he wants you to wait for him. Why? God has seen more. Believe it or not, God has seen more. Revelations 12, 7 through, 7 through 12. And there was war in heaven. And there was what? There was war in heaven. God has seen war. God has seen it. He's seen angels fist fighting each other. He's probably saw them with swords. I don't know. There's things blowing up. And he's still sitting right there on his throne, not moved by war. Think about that. Whatever you're going through, whatever war you're battling, God has seen it and he's still sitting still right there today, waiting for you to call out and say, Lord, I need you to fight my battle. He's waiting. He's seen it. He sent Michael and his angels to fight against the dragon and the dragon fought against his angels and prevailed not. Neither was there, was there place found anymore in heaven. God has prevailed. And the great dragon was cast out. That old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. Think about that. Now has come salvation. Now is the strength. Now is the kingdom of our God. Now is the power of our Christ working in us to do what? To bring the lost in, to go. Sheep beget sheep. I was talking to somebody. He said, he said I, I was kind of I down on myself because I hadn't invited somebody. I spoke to somebody yesterday and he said, hey, I invited these people to church. Guess what happened today? They raised their hand for salvation. You have four people raise their hand. Why? Because some sheep went out and began some sheep and brought them back. We got to get back into work. We got to get back into the action. We got to get back into the field of harvest and start inviting those people back. Why? Because now has come salvation. Now is the kingdom of God. The power of Christ is wanting to move in the church. Amen. Verse 10, for the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them day and night, before God day and night. And they overcome him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they love not their lives unto death. Listen, those platoons, they overcame the obstacles working together. And the fact that this says plural, and they overcome him by the blood of the lamb means it's our unity that overcomes the adversary. By the blood of the lamb, by the word of their testimony. It's plural, by their testimony. So we got to get to work and overcome the adversary, invite people and love not their lives unto death. Therefore we rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. For the devil has come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he has but a short time. Listen, we're in a battle. Human people, we battle. 
but there's a greater spirit that we battle against. And he says, woe unto the inhabitants of earth. He's telling us, and we are so scared of the devil more than we fear the Lord. And that is wrong, people. That is absolutely wrong. He tells us, he tells us in Psalms 115, 13 and 14, he will bless them that fear the Lord, both small and great. The Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. In closing tonight, I want you to understand this. In 2 Timothy 4 and 7, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. Some translation says, I have run the race and I have kept the faith. You can't fight a good fight if you don't trust the word of God. A fighter must, train, must trust his trainer. Those soldiers must trust their sergeant. A Christian must believe in Jesus and know that God, with God, all things are possible. We have to trust God in all things. You can't finish the course. You can't run the race if you're weighed down with sickness or sin. We're hearing the message of the blood. Plead the blood of Jesus over you. Plead it over you. Believe in the blood. Believe in the word. Jesus took stripes, broken and bruised for us to provide healing. There's a stripe on his back that has healing for every wound, every sickness, every disease. We're being trained up right now. As that platoon was trained up, we're getting trained up in the blood, in a spiritual battle that is for ourselves. Today we learned about a crown of thorns that gives prosperity. I am redeemed. Why? By the blood through Christ Jesus. From what? Sin, sickness, and poverty. We've learned those three things already. Claim the blood of Jesus. It provides healing. Listen, tonight if you're battling anything, and, I, and I'm done, if you're battling anything, anything, spiritually, physically, mentally, it doesn't matter. I'm asking you, this altar's open. If you need prayer, raise your hand. Pastor Robert, myself, we got intercessors, we got Pastor Rita, we would love to pray for you if you're battling something. If you're, if you're just working yourself to death and you can't see the light of day, come down, I encourage you. This altar's open. God wants to change you. He wants to change your life because he loves you. He died on a cross because he loves you so much. We never close a service without giving an altar call. Is there anyone here that's never asked Jesus Christ into your heart? Today is the day of salvation. It's the greatest choice you could ever make. I spoke to a gentleman today and I said, congratulations. And he looked at me and he had tears running down his eyes and he goes, I don't know why I waited so long. If that's you tonight, if you've never confessed Jesus, just raise a hand. I'd love to pray with you. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast.